0: On today's episode of More Important Issues, we talk Tennessee basketball, their win over Arkansas. We also preview the Alabama game this Saturday. We talk about the return of T. Martin as a position coach for the Volunteers. We talk about some returning players that have decided not to uh, either transfer or go to the NFL. We have balls in the NFL. We look at the NFL playoffs. It's championship week. We also have our Jumbotron and Stupidities and Epidemic More important issues is brought to you by my bookie guys. It is betting season. It's NFL football. There's everything going on right now. Still Um, bowl season just ended, but you can get on get in on some NFL action, NBA college basketball, whatever it is. My bookie has it head on over there to my bookie guys. It is the best bet this season. You don't want to be sitting off of the side while everybody's got some action in on the games. Get a part of the action today. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. If you want to make money, go to my bookie. I trust them, but you ain't. Got, you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. And if you join now, my bookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for bowl season. Use the promo code issue. That's I S S U E. When you deposit to activate the offer, guys, head on over to my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Ridit dit did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Tuesday, January 15th. I know what you're thinking. We came at you a day early. I'm Caleb Mitchell. Next to me, Landon Raby. We just got back from the Tennessee-Arkansas game. And, man, it feels good to be a ball. And it feels weirdly good. Like, it feels like I didn't even, we won by not 18, 19, and I'm just yeah. walking away happy. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. It's very nice to walk out of a stadium and not feel disappointed. Yeah, I, I just don't, or like even like. It's an SEC game, so like I'm very happy, but like. It, I feel like I just left a game that we destroyed, Tusculum. Yeah, it was. It's an interesting feeling. I loved it. Um, everything tonight, everything about tonight was great, including the halftime show. So it was. I I have I have a few. I get. I mean, I'm not gonna call them complaints. I have a few notes, but like, it's hard to complain when you win by 19. Yeah. And like I'm I'm totally with Rick Barnes in terms of like I feel like our defense wasn't there, especially in the second half. I mean first half, what are we holding to? Thirty? Thirty-four. You can't really I mean that's six you know, that's sixty-eight points. Yeah. That's pretty solid. Especially if you're gonna go score hundred and six. So average wise, I feel like he didn't think we played good first half in the or first uh first half first defense what am I trying to say? He didn't think we played good defense in the first half. Either. He didn't think it was bad, but he didn't think we were locked in. Um, Second half, I just feel like you really saw us kind of sit back and let them do whatever they want. Um, You know, you talked about the three-pointers. they We didn't step out, and I still feel like the lane was open at times too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I really have a problem with the way we're defending the three right now. Mm -hmm. We've got to fix it because we can't let people get hot like Florida because – you know, if you're in a tight game and, and they, they're able to stay get hot and stay hot, you're in trouble and then you're gonna find yourself in the middle of a shootout. Yeah, absolutely. And thankfully we've been shooting well lately. Um, you know, at one point tonight we were seventy five percent from three. Uh finished the game at sixty one, that's not too shabby, fifty two percent, almost fifty three percent from the field. Yeah. I mean those are those are stats you take right there. And, right. and when you're shooting like that, you're not gonna lose. Yeah. Um and tonight, I mean, tonight was a you know, a day that we just It was a normal Tennessee game. We really took it to them physically. Um, I feel like the difference between this game in terms of like fouls and Missouri game, and I think if I'm a coach scouting Tennessee right now, I feel like Missouri didn't sit back and wait for us to come. They got physical early Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of created foul opportunities for both teams. I feel like we tonight took it to Arkansas and got them in foul trouble early, just like Georgia when we got that 46-point win. Um, We're able to take it. Take it really. T- I think the only reason Florida hung close for so long is because they shot so well. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they weren't going to get physical with us, but they were shooting well, so it, it was kind of offset that. Right. Um, I feel like Arkansas sat back on their heels. Grant Williams was able to go at him. Um, Bone was able to go at him. Bowden comes in the game, able to go at him. Lamonte even tonight was you know uh, played really really well, better than we thought, honestly. Um, and then I feel I feel like Arkansas though. I don't know if they created any turnovers as much as we just gave up a lot. Mm-hmm. So very uncharacteristic. The unfortunate part is, well, I don't think we had 17 against uh, Florida, but we had several. So the last two games, you know, turnover department hasn't been in our, you know, hasn't been up to our standard. Uh, yeah. And I feel like we really need to get back into that because Alabama's a Alabama's a team that can beat you. They beat Kentucky, who's really talented. I know they've struggled to put together some stuff team wise, but. Yeah, they're they're a very athletic team, as Rick Barnes was saying, um, you know, post-game. And we need to take care of the basketball. Like you said, we need to do a better job of, um, you know, turnovers are going to happen, but you got to minimize them and not do dumb stuff. you got to, like you said, minimize them. And then I think that's my biggest knock on the turnovers we had. I don't think Arkansas created a ton of them. No. I feel like most of them were our mistakes. Yeah. Um. So that that's my that's my problem with the turnovers. You know, if Arkansas comes in and plays a really physical game and they're able to create stuff, you're probably you know you're upset about it, but you you're also understanding in terms of you know they were able to create some stuff. I feel mm-hmm. like tonight, at least half of our turnovers were were our fault, just sloppy basketball. Yeah, and um, it, it wasn't really the guards who turned over. The majority of the turnovers were Schofield, Grant, and Kyle. Alexander struggled. He, I think he dropped the ball that I can remember twice in the paint. Yeah. A, a pass. I mean, one of the entry passes wasn't great, but it got to his hands, and you got to at least you got to make that catch or make the guy foul at you, right? Um, so, I you know the turnovers have got to get cleaned up. Um, I think we kind of met. We talked about how they were on uh, Sunday. We talked about how they were going to be pretty good on the boards. Um, they proved that tonight, and they got after it. I mean, rebounded right there with us. We were able to out-rebound them by one, and then we've got to. I mean, this happened a few times. I think only once in the Florida game happened a few times tonight where they were able to get multiple opportunities and then score twice. They scored a three off those multiple opportunities. We've got yeah. to clean it up defensively because you you really want to limit those second second chance opportunities. You you don't want to you don't want to offensive rebounds. Um, those right. create trouble, especially if you're you know. You're giving up threes off those offensive rebounds. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of their turnovers came in that span where we just put it on them, and we're <laughs> up by like 30. Mm. Um, and we got to that point, we kind of just coasted the rest of the game, and um, you know, we're at like 90 or close to it with like seven minutes left. Yeah, and we didn't think we were going to get to 100. I think we had 91 with seven minutes left. Yeah. So um, yeah, and I, I you know. Again, it's kind of hard to knock the defense. I understand they were sitting back up by thirty. It wasn't like they were just, you know, really making stupid fouls. I just feel like they weren't moving. They weren't stepping stepping out to the three. They weren't filling lanes when guys would leave. Um, just, I mean, lazy, lazy stuff that you probably do and sit back when you're up by thirty. But I turned and said it to you. Rick Barnes wasn't going to be okay with that. So, no. um, you well, know, you you kept talking about this throughout this year. Um, how much we've improved free throw shooting. That's my biggest thing for this team right now they get to the lawn and then capitalize they're they shot not almost 90 percent tonight grant williams went 14 for 14 yes. it's one thing to get to the lawn it's another thing to capitalize when you get to the lawn right so and yeah that like last year that was our biggest knock mm-hmm. was this team you know struggles from free throws yeah and we turned the ball over a lot last year mm-hmm. um and i felt I, like we've minimized them except for like the last two games we've kind of you know gotten up in the teens and right you know that that's not where we want to be and I, I think you know definitely it'll be a point of em- emphasis this saturday when yeah and, it's that, comes and the time. being able to limit the turnovers has been a lot it has a lot to do with what jordan bone's been able to do um the way he controls the offense uh helps a ton in minimizing those turnovers he did a good job tonight it, it lamonte struggled when he was put in at that point guard position and he was tasked with running the offense um It makes you a little worrisome in terms of, you know, if Bone is in foul trouble, Bone gets injured later in the year, you don't know who's going to take, you know. Which, I mean, no team in the country has someone who, you know, can step in for their best player. Um, You you can't fill that void. And I'm not saying Bone's our best, but he's definitely our best option at point guard. And he's been a big reason we've been successful this year. Yeah, and you talked about it like, who do you stop? Yeah. You know, you could maybe try to take out two players on this team, but, you know, we have three more other players on the court that's going to be able to create their own shot. Yeah, and um, again, tonight you have uh, Bone had eight, but also had eight assists. Uh, Schofield had 17, Williams had 18, Alexander with 12, Bowden with 19, Lamonte Turner with 21. That's two guys off the bench, which they're the only reason they're coming off the bench is because they feel more comfortable and you have someone in ponds. He only had one point tonight. Um, his defensive stats weren't there, but he makes a difference on defense. Um, right. He does, and you know he probably shouldn't be starting, but that's just how that's the comfortable lineup right now. It's worked, let it run. You know, if right. you're if you're just looking at looking at it, stat sheet wise and what's the production wise, you're probably going with Bowden or Turner. Um, and he he even played a lot more – Ponds played a lot more tonight because Admiral was in foul trouble. Yeah, that's one thing I want – another thing I want to mention is Grant's ability to stay out of foul trouble so far in SEC play has been humongous. Yeah. Um, and I think – I hope maybe that uh, the refs are starting to get more comfortable with – he's he plays physical. He goes in there and he's throwing his body um, around as, you know, two or three guys throw their body around at him because that's the only way to stop him. And uh, you know, defensively, he's going to give you all he's got. And, and I think he's just doing a better job of denying the basketball. That, yeah, um, mm, not letting it get into the paint. Okay, yeah. I mean, um, that definitely would help because, yeah. and that that probably goes back into how good, you know, you talk about him being able to deny it. It helps that we've got someone that's you know great at defense and pawns. Um, but Bowden's great at defense. You have Schofield who, who's who gives us a lot, um, and then also Bone and Turner, quality defenders. Yeah. Um, our defense this year across the board is is really solid, and um, we we don't give up hardly anything in the lane. No, nothing, nothing's easy except for the second half tonight. We gave, we made it easy on Arkansas, right. but again, I and mean, we talked about why. Yeah, so. and it wasn't until like the last part of the second half. Yeah, I mean, um, we were gone and far gone and away with it. Right by the time, so. But I, I mean, I told I told you this. I was like, I don't know of another team that can. Have two players come off the bench and score twenty points. No, I don't and that we talked about it at the beginning of the year how we thought how deep we thought we were. Then we get into play and we're like, eh, maybe not as deep as we thought we were. Now with Turner healthy, we're getting there. Um, I mean Fulkerson he sometimes I feel like he kills us on the court, but man, he registers he registers some stats. He's got he had four uh four rebounds, two assists, three steals, two blocks and uh seven points. I mean yeah. You can't ask any more of him. (laughs) If you're gonna stumble around, I think that's the best way to stumble around, right there. So, um, and I feel like he definitely did some dumb stuff, but he obviously made up for it in in how he played. Yeah. So, um, I'm, yeah, this team played another uh, really good game. Obviously, not mistake free, and and it goes back into that. They're just it gets it's easy to settle settle in, and um, when you're up by thirty, I. No Tennessee's ever – no Tennessee's team's ever had that problem. Um, so I can't speak from experience of watching a game. <laughs> right. Uh, but I, I get it as a – as you know. But I also get it from Rick Barnes' perspective as a competitor and as someone who has to come back Saturday and play a quality Alabama team. And then every two or three days you're playing another quality SEC team that can give you a shot at any moment. And you're getting everybody's best game this year too. Yeah. Um, you got Arkansas's best game. And you – Florida's best game. You got yeah, and you're gonna get Alabama's um, Vandy the, the next. And, and thankfully, this schedule is kind of lighter right now in terms of SEC opponents. But man, it picks up in uh, late February, mid February, I guess. So take advantage of these games while you can. Um, these teams that you should blow out because you'll get you know Kentucky, LSU, uh, Ole Miss, which wonder what, what the game of that old Miss score that Ole Miss game is, uh, Mississippi State and Auburn, all mm. back to back to back. So yeah. you definitely are in the lighter group of your SEC schedule. Yeah, and this, this team is just so fun to watch you you see the dunks the threes the efficient offense you're averaging over 50 percent from the field each game tonight you shot 61 from three um that that's just insane and we have a great defense mm-hmm. um so i mean when we talk about the mistakes they make it's kind of just like it's just, you're just trying to trying to dig up something yeah you're you're just cleaning up stuff we're averaging we're allowing 65 points a game. right and we're scoring 85. Yeah, like you said, stuff we're just digging up stuff, and I mean stuff that you know it's only gonna make you better, and you, it's probably stuff you don't see if that game's close. Yeah, but you know you also never know, you know, you know did guys get settled in because we we're moving guys in and out, and again that's something you do when you're just up. There's a lot of factors that could go into it, and stuff that we just you know if you see cleaned up, because I feel like in the Georgia game we never stopped playing defense like mm-hmm. we did tonight, so. Yeah. And we won by 46, and that was fun to watch. (laughs) But uh, I definitely think this is the best team in the country. The Duke goes down yesterday, and they have a tough game uh, Saturday as well. They play Virginia. Yeah, and and, you know, that Duke, the Duke team scares me more than probably Virginia and Michigan just because of their brand of basketball in terms of how we play. And it was probably watching what makes me more nervous, which we don't even know if we play them, so not nervous, but. You know, in terms of who I'd like to see us play. Um, Duke scares me more than the other two that are out right there with us in the country because they play a bigger, you know, getting it into their big guys, coming into the paint where Virginia just shoots the ball. Um, yeah. It and, slows, I mean – slows down the game as well. And you saw what Arkansas's bigs were able to do tonight. Not that they were able to just freely do what they'd like, but yeah, they were able to, you know, do some stuff the on the boards. And, um, thankfully, they they were terrible defensively. Yeah. Um, but, you know, getting plenty of rebounds, um, scoring a few points. I mean, they don't keep it close if that one dude doesn't heat up from three. So, yeah. Which we talked about, you know, we got to step out on. So, um, yeah, that that's, that's all I've got for the Arkansas game, though. Great. Again, like you said, great win. We're averaging uh, average margin of victory in SEC play at home is 32 points. I think the average margin of SEC games is like 20-something right now. Yeah. So average average margin of victory. Um anything else you want to comment on Arkansas? Uh like I said I think this is the best team in the country. I think we're going to make it hard on the AP poll not to have us at number 1. Yeah, I mean just when you're blowing people out like this, how can you? And I you know, and I'm kind of it hate I hate it. I'm a Tennessee fan, so obviously my bias is going to run Tennessee, but you know, I don't think Michigan should have jumped us when they jumped us. And I'm kind of in the tank, in the boat of like we can't really jump Michigan until they lose, you know, because like if you're gonna be consistent, but at the same time it's like they shouldn't have jumped us. We're winning by 20 plus or 20, I guess, a game. Yeah. Like, what's the you know what's the holdup? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, yeah, I definitely think Monday. If you go and beat Alabama by 20, how I don't know. How do you deny? Bro, right, I mean we're getting more first place votes than them. Um I mean, just go ahead and put us there. Yeah, I, I would, I, I would love it. I don't know who Michigan's got this week. They had uh, Northwestern on Saturday, Sunday. They've got Wisconsin this Saturday. So I mean, they they could get handed their loss yeah. this week very easily. But if, um, if they don't, oh well. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll just go win the damn thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. Like we talked about, we're cool with being the dogs. Yeah. So it obviously fuels it, it. Obviously fuels our team. But we'll see you in Minneapolis. Absolutely. Um. Before we get into uh Alabama, LSU and Ole Miss just started the second half. It's 34-31 Ole Miss. Great game. Um, so kind of kind of I'm kind of cheering for Ole Miss cuz they they're said to be the Tennessee team of the of the SEC this year of last year. Yeah. Tennessee team of last year. year. So um I'd love to do it and then just beat them. Yeah. And you know, keep them in their place though. But I want to play some good guys. Some some good teams. I'm sick of I'm sick of winning by 20 now. <laughs> Yeah, give, give us give us a challenge. Uh, looking at Alabama, um, they are, are they one and two on the year, one and two in SEC play. Their only win though over number thirteen Kentucky. Um, I lost two in a row. And LSU, I believe, was overtime. Correct? Or was that another team? I don't think it was overtime. Wasn't overtime? Okay. Um, Who did they go to overtime with? LSU. It's like I don't remember, but. This Alabama team has um, been able to rebound this year, which is obviously, yeah, that was the final. Um, they've been able to rebound, uh, but not been able to score a ton this year and, and given up a lot of points um, overall. Uh, they haven't... Their only really, I guess, quality win is probably Kentucky right now. Yeah? Yeah. So... Um, I mean, this is a team again. You should come in. You should beat. I don't know what the spread is right now. I'm gonna go by like eight to ten. Um, another, you know, someone you should you should handle well. They're not. Uh, they really don't have anything. Just overly dominating. Um, yeah, you know, they're shooting 45% from the field as a team. Um, 35% from three. Uh, what do they average for re- rebounds per game? Uh, Thirty nine. Like, so 39 right now. about what we average. So I, I I think you know they'll give us trouble on the boards in terms of making us earn uh, earn those rebounds. But I, I'm curious to see if they come out and try to try to be physical with us. They don't you know um, they don't have a dominant big man. Big man. Big man? Yeah, I, I think this is definitely a game where we try to dominate the paint. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't I don't know where they you know I think the way to handle this Tennessee team is do what Missouri did get physical and hope we're not shooting well that night. I think that's the only way to come in and beat us. Yeah. So, you know, I think if you let Grant Williams get in a role earlier or Alec, uh, Alexander get in a role earlier, um shoot, if you give Schofield any kind of space, he's going to be on. I mean, look at what he did in the second half. 14 of our first yeah, fourteen, 14 for, straight points. Fourteen straight points for us. Um, so, don't. I mean, I and then you know again, but you got to hope that Bowden's off or um, Bone's not playing well or I. There's just it's going to be tough to beat this team, but I think rebounding and being physical in the paint is going to be the way to do it. They obviously have shown they can rebound. Um, I think just get physical with Grant and Alexander down there, and again hope. So they do have a big man, uh, Hall. He played. Um, he was on that team last year. He is a pretty dominant, athletic guy who, uh, against Texas AM had 16 rebounds and 14 points. Yeah, um, I was looking at I – mean, I have all statistics pulled up. Um, just – he he will definitely help them on the defensive end. I don't know how much offensively. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's not huge, so he's not going to go in, I don't think, and right. dominate against Grant for sure and, and then – Again we have we have Alexander to help now. And he did play well against us last year, but you know, I think Kyle Alexander has improved tremendously. Yeah, exactly. That's the big that's the big deal for us this year is being able to have a a I feel like we haven't had a big man in a while. Yeah. I, I mean since like Maimon and John, yeah, Maimon and Stokes. I feel like our last big men that have Given us a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. last year you were relying on out or uh, maybe Armani more, but like he wasn't even. He really kind of. He was kind of that sh- three or four. Like yeah, he didn't really. You right. know, he didn't give us a ton down low, and um, that team was horrible anyway. Yeah, I was actually watching the highlight game from when we beat Vandy in the SEC championship game, and all I thought was, "There's no one to play down low." Like we were shooting really well. That was why yeah. we were rolling. <laughs> um, rich. So, yeah, you mentioned Kyle Alexander, just how much he's improved and what that gives us. I mean, look at it. I think last year is a different story if he's able to play uh, for us down the stretch. And then it's it, it is it's terrible to think. I mean, you're talking about a team that was just that was playing really well. They went and played another, probably the team that was playing the best in the country at the time. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen this year. <laughs> so, uh, but the yeah the ability the, the things he gives us both offensively and defensively and defensively, I think he has a long way to come. Um, he's physical, but I feel like he still gets kind of pulled and pushed around. Mm-hmm. Hard to stand your ground when you're just not a, imposing. But he's been a he's been a pretty good rim protector for us this year. Yeah. So and his you know turnaround jumpers and um, just moves around the basket. You know I I'm very impressed. Yeah. With he, the way he's, he's he's improved over the last year offensively. I mean defensively, yes, but just offensively, him able to score Mm -hmm. um, and get the ball one-on-one with his back turned to the basket and get squared up and make a shot over somebody that's the same size as him is just – it just gives us a new aspect of this. Right. His growth is is right up there with Bowden's. Bowden's obviously given us more, um, but the way they've improved and and how they've helped the team – um, I think it's easy to argue Alexander's given us just as much because of the need at that position, but they—I think Bowden's given us more because, man, the way he's improved his game is just, yeah, and it's he's phenomenal. Done, like his was over the course of like this season. Yeah, he struggled from the game. He just turned that. it on. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, what Alexander's been able to give us, um, you know, you mentioned all the offensive stuff. Defensively, he's finally been that that bigger guy. I don't think we've had to rely on Grant to guard their best forward. Yeah. Um, you know, if they're best forwards a five and, uh, you know, he's a mismatch height-wise, you're able to slide Alexander on him and, and, and defend that way. Um, and with Grant still helping. Um, those, I mean, those guys do a great job of defending, um, great job of help defending. Sometimes we get caught out of position, but you're making them earn those points because they're having to move the ball around to do it. So yeah. it's it's fun brand of basketball to watch. Um, I know that, I'll you know, we're going to watch the game for sure. If we can get there, we'll get there. If you if you're trying to get there, I know a guy. You know a guy. Do I know a guy? You know, well, know somebody. I do know somebody. Oh, okay. I don't think I, I. don't think I know what you're. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not picking up what you're. Putting you're not up. picking up. This is time. It's the ad read. Oh, the ad read. Yeah, if you're oh, trying to. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a home game. It's at. It's, it's at my, TBA. My bad. I, you're good. I completely forgot. Oh, um, okay. So, yeah, I'll, I'll talk Hold, hold on. Here. While you're jumping to that adder, did we see a final attendance sign? I mean, I'm, I'm going to say like 18,000, 17,000. I can't find that right now. It was 19,282. Okay. That. I feel, like that, I feel like that's the stretch. Yeah. yeah. Nineteen thousand. So there's a lot of empty seats up there. And then like it was scattered throughout it's a but Tuesday night the game. The top I mean, the top was almost as full as the bottom half. You had like. a, you had the stretches. I didn't look above us, but then like the whole three hundred section like on the opposite end of the student section was empty. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean there were there was some scattered people throughout there and then I mean nineteen thousand may be right. I don't have a good gauge for the Thompson. I feel like I've seen enough games and enough empty games in Nealand, I can usually guess that pretty good. Yeah. Thompson, not so much. So, um, yeah, I'll take a second to tell you about our new friends from Tixplitz, the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. Unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges, at TickSplits, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event, concert, or Broadway show of your choosing. Go to TixSplits.com and enter promo code armchair at checkout to receive 5% off your total ticket purchase. Um, that's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com, promo code armchair. splits guaranteed seats, guaranteed emotions. Check them out, guys. Go get your tickets. Be there on Saturday. What is it? Feed the floor? Feed it. Feed the floor. Um, we may be watching it. We may try to get tickets through Tixblitz, or we may... Find a place to watch it. Look out on Twitter if you want to watch it with us. We'll be somewhere. Come join us. Yep. Um, we'll make that decision soon, so you get a heads up. Uh, looking over at Tennessee football, man, still some exciting stuff going on there. Uh, as it has been, is it is it? It's unofficially official, right? Yep, correct. Um, T. Martin will be joining the staff and. You know, I, I, we can't tell you how huge of a get it is in terms of on-field production because we don't know what position co- he's coaching right now. Yeah. Um, but what we can tell you for sure is it brings a ton to recruiting. And I think we've emphasized this. Jerry Pruitt emphasized this. If you were a Tennessee fan during the Philip Fulmer era, he emphasized this. It's not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmys and Joes. And the X's and O's matter, but you got to get the guys in here first. And, man, we're just – we're more – we're trying to get better and better at getting the guys in here and that – you know, It proves that with, with T. Martin being a recruiter. Yeah. Uh, being on staff. And, and last year he out-recruited everybody on this staff, which this is a staff made up of recruiters. Mm-hmm. Um, he finished 17th, I think, um, as a coach um, last year, bringing in a ton of five-stars. I'll just mention some that he's brought in. He's uh, um, Dory Jackson. He was a primary recruiter. Juju Smith-Schuster, primary recruiter. I mean those those guys are going to USC, um, and that's probably not a difficult place to recruit at. Right. But um, he's definitely a guy who's played um, at the highest level um, of college football, won a national championship. You know, knows what it takes to get to that. And uh, you know, I'm sure Fulmer was a huge part in bringing him right. in. Right. And a lot of people talked about he was kind of feeling out, and we don't know what the truth is to this. You've just seen it on Twitter, and you've seen it some from some reliable people. Filling out NFL roles, um, had a few options as far as college football goes, um, coaching wise. So I don't know how long he'll be here. Um, hopefully, it's at least for a few years because we talked about how maybe some of that you're losing some of the best players um, at Alabama due to that. We can't afford that. You know, we can't afford to miss out on a five star because we, you know, we don't have the luxury of getting six of them. Yeah. We, we need to get the five stars we can, we can get. And another thing I think this T Martin thing adds in is. You have that USC, you know, that Southern California connection, and not that he's gonna be able to go get any kid from Southern California he wants, but you know he can say, you know, I've been here, I've been both places, um, and I, you know, I know, I know what the, these are my experiences. Um, these, this is what I think can help you here versus there. It just it adds a it adds an element, um, and then people around Southern California and you know they know his name. And that yeah. helps. and just like you know recruiting is just like I feel like in the job place mm. it's all about who you know right and connections that you made throughout the, the journey absolutely uh, th- th- I think this adds a lot and I mean he's been he, he was a very good um, position coach um, you know pretty highly regarded when it was time for him to kind of move to an OC position uh you know USC wanted him there I don't know how it won- I don't know how it went as of right now we think it went poorly Um there's been different stories on why it went poorly in terms of Clay, uh, Clay Clayton Helton Clay Helton, um, Clay Helton. and um, so you just don't know. So I'm not you know saying he's this great coach, but he is definitely a great rec- uh, great recruiter um, and definitely a quality coach, especially position wise. And that's what we'll have him. Um, there's been different things thrown out. We've heard quarterback coach obviously, um, but we've also seen everything from running back and wide receiver as well. So yeah. The- and I do think it's strange, you know, people have always said that T. Martin doesn't want to come here. He hates Tennessee. He lives in the shadow of Peyton Manning. But for him to just, like, be talked about in the running for the head coach and mm-hmm. now not even being a coordinator right. is just, like, crazy to me. And apparently there was rumored that he got offered the Vanderbilt job, the OC job. Hmm. So, I mean. I wouldn't want to go there either. I wouldn't either. But still, you know. Um <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, great to have him back. Maybe it's a passing game coordinator or or something like that, maybe to give him, you know, a little bit more responsibility. Right. Just, you know, other than a position coach. But, you know, right now you have 11 position coaches on the field, you only have 10 spots. Mm -hmm. So, where does that lead? I heard uh, David Johnson, the receivers coach. Is you know, Auburn's really interested in him, and I heard Charles, yeah, Charles Kelly is linked to the Maryland job, so I don't know where you're gonna. If Charles Kelly was to leave, you'd have to move some guys around, you know, offense defense or you know, stuff like that, but right, um, you know, I really don't want to see David Johnson go. I feel like he's done a, a great job since he's been here and was probably one of the underrated hires that Pruitt had, yeah, last year, so. We've got a lot of de- definitely have a lot of great re- uh, recruiters, and then um, we saw plenty of great position coaches this year. Where we saw some guys improve. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't know where T Martin ends up. Those are that's what we've heard. Nothing's for sure. In fact, his job is officially unofficial at the moment. So, um, kind of curious to see where he ends up. Position position coach was. I think wide receivers is definitely more probably where he prefers to be. Where he's been. Um, but, I mean, guys that have been around football that long can coach any position. Yeah. Um, he's played quarterback. That definitely helps him there. Uh, you know, so I think we're, I think he'll be fine wherever he ends up. Um, yeah. But definitely happy to have a recruiter like that on staff. You mentioned who he's gotten, and he's out-recruited everybody on the staff. So, yeah. um, Also, another big Tennessee get, kind of. We had him. But uh, Jawan Jennings returning for a senior year, and we kind of talked about we could, we could see it both ways. Um, you know, we, we could we, – we we understood if he left early, but we also thought he should come back. We thought he could grow a lot. And then you get Jim Chaney, um, and now you see that draft stock kind of rising quite a bit because that's a guy who's going to get the ball into his playmaker's best hand. Um, yep. Or his best playmaker's hand. Uh, Cordell Patterson, I feel like just every game, the more the season went along, you had, you know, people uh, – Shaded his side to be able to defend him. So we would find more creative ways to get the ball in his hand. It wasn't just, uh, you know, only keeping it wide receiver and throw the ball to him when he's open kind of deal. Like I feel like we kind of did this year, which our offensive line doesn't doesn't help that. But um, I think this is big for Juwan Jennings. And it obviously, Matt. you know, he made his decision after meeting with Chaney and Peru. So, yeah, I don't think, any wide receiver in Cheney's offense has ever complained. No, about not getting the ball. But you know, Jawan Jennings. You know, I I didn't think he'd come back because of what you had on offense last year. Right. Um. Only having thirty catches, four hundred thirty-eight yards. This man is too damn talented to only have thirty catches throughout a whole season. Right. Um. And and three touchdowns. And even if you're throwing dang hitches to him, like you did Callaway. Throw dang hitches to him and let him work. I feel like that's a big mistake our offense made. Like you, oh yeah, you can't sit back and throw the ball thirty yards downfield because your offensive line's terrible. Have your guys run three yard hitches and let them catch the ball. Yeah, I mean, and then if the if the if they step up and you know make plays and change that, they you know then let them let him do it and then adjust after that. But I feel like we didn't even give our wide receivers chances last year. No, so. and it was it was definitely hard to watch. But I guess you know Callaway – Never declared for the draft. I think he's enrolled in classes, so it looks like he's coming back for sure. That was kind of a big question for me: would he try to test the NFL waters? I, I really thought if I thought he would over Jennings. Yeah, I did. I, I, did. I, mean, I feel like he's got a more natural um, NFL talent, mm-hmm. whereas like I think Juwan gets on a roster because of the way he plays off the ball. Yeah. Um, and then you know the other stuff I think is just gravy. Uh, you know, you're gonna teach a guy like that how to run route. You know, not necessarily teach him how to run routes, but look at Cordell Patterson. You know, his freak athleticism gets him on a roster because, you know, he's a freak athlete. Yeah, same. for I think same for Jawan Jennings. And yeah, he's not the most polished wide receiver, but you know, he's someone who came into into college and never played wide receiver. Right. So, yeah, and he was gonna play quarterback. And if he wasn't gonna play quarterback, he was gonna play DB. Yeah. And he ended up a wide receiver. And you know, that sophomore year was really his coming out party. We're like. Okay, this dude is like for real. Yep. Um, and you saw flashes of it his freshman year, but you know, really, his sophomore year he came into his own, and then got hurt his junior year, and then you know, had just had a weird journey um, to get here. So I hope you know he's healthy next year with a you know a much improved offensive line, right. And a, a great offensive coordinator to utilize him. Yeah. Hopefully, he makes the most of those opportunities for sure. Then you got some Tennessee players in the mysterious um, transfer portal transfer portal no one knows what it is it's my favorite word um, but I heard Words. there's like over a thousand D1 d1 football players in this portal so I wonder how this portal works like can I just like find it so apparently Bruce Feldman like got to look into it really. Like, somebody let him, like, look into the portal. We need to get someone who can... This is definitely illegal, I'm sure, because it's yeah. people's personal information, but we need to find someone who can just... Hack it. Hack it. <laughs> get us on... I just... NCAA want to transfer. And we get to pick where they Download end. the two-year transfer... To, what is this? This is... Okay, I found something on Instagram. But okay. if you do the transfer portal, a the university does not have to... Um, give you your scholarship. Oh. So they can so, take that away. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess they technically could at any point because of... It's really just year to year, so... Right. That's true. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I, I'm just... I'm curious to see, like, if there's just, like, a link on NCAA's website, or... <laughs> I think it has to do with the... Uh, universe, like University? Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: I'm going to find this as Because I think they have to go to admissions or something like that to be able to my goal is to find where the login for the transfer portal is there's a user login here on the NCAA w- website it's just a black hole it is it's gotta be I'm gonna I'm gonna find it though and then I'm gonna find someone You're that gonna can, lose your scholarship I'm gonna find someone that can uh, not hack it to to not hack it but yeah there's like a a thousand d1 uh, football players in it and like 500 d2 football players really weird like fifteen hundred people are transferring. Just okay. to like Okay, so coach. apparently they don't the athletes don't get a chance to look in the portal. It's coaches only. So athletes don't even get to enter the portal. But their names enter the portal, but So it's c- just like a draft. I guess, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But you know, those Tennessee players are tied in Eli Wolf, offensive tackle, Drew Richmond and wide receiver Latrell Williams. Um, you know, Three guys that have been here for a while um, have had some playing time, not really key players. I would say maybe the key player there is Drew Richmond, and you know he's had a difficult road since yeah. he's been on campus. But I've heard Purdue wants to keep him, so if that's the case, I'm sure they they see enough up, uh, upside enough upside to want to keep his scholarship around. Right. No, I mean, it's not going to hurt having him because he is another body on the offensive line and a much. Um, and we need all the depth we can get on there. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Um, speaking of balls, balls in the NFL. Balls in the NFL. So Not a lot. We're getting. There's only four teams left. Actually, six. I guess there are six, eight teams left. Yeah. So we only had three recently. balls in the NFL. Um, so for the Kansas City Chiefs, they will move on uh, to play New England. Yeah, Dustin Colquitt had um, three punts for 36.7 yard average, and uh, then you had Cordell Patterson. Also going on, um, Patriots will play the Chiefs. He had uh, one carry for three yards and a kick return for 23 yards. And then Kamara, who will also move on. Um, so we're at least going to have a Vol win a Super Bowl. Yeah. So you have those three guys. Um, you also have Khalil McKenzie with the uh, Chiefs, Eric Berry with the Chiefs. And then you have John Kelly with the Rams. Um, so Alvin Kamara had uh, 16 carries, 71 yards, and four catches for 35 yards. And the Saints 20 14 win over who did they play? Over the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles. So who wins it this week? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Saints, and I think I have to go Patriots. I mean, ooh, I want to go Chiefs. I really think they. I really think they will, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, if the Patriots are in the AFC Championship, do you really not pick them? Yeah. That's my thing. You know Tom Brady has lost four times in the AFC Championship? And three, four, or all four, or just three of them to Peyton? Three. Three of them to Peyton, yeah. Can you name the other one? Mm. Can you tell me how long ago it was? It was about five, six years ago. Oh, shoot. Maybe seven. It's Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco, baby. He's elite, Ravens. He's elite. The Ravens, when they won it all. Yep. It's crazy. And Peyton did it twice with the Broncos, only once with the Colts. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, you. who do you have winning this? I got the Chiefs and the Saints because that's who I want to win. Okay. And then Saints winning it all? That's what I got. I'm going to go Saints. We, we will do this yeah, two weeks from now, week from now. But See, like, I don't know. Like, I really like, I like watching the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, they're talented. I, I, I want Alvin Kamara to win a Super Bowl as well. Right. Um, and it'd be cool to see Drew, Drew Brees win another one at 40 years old. I'm trying to remember the trivia. Today question. was his birthday, by the way. Had huh. be 40. He's 40 now? Lordy, Lordy. <laughs> Drew Brees is 40. Um, and only 5'11. 5'11. Drew Brees is about 5'11. Yep. Kyler Murray about 5'11. Kyler Murray. Dude, that's crazy. He's not 5'11. Just like Baker Mayfield's is not 6'1. Baker Mayfield's like 5'10. Yeah. Kyler Murray's small, yeah. But dude, he can launch. They're play. wearing cleats that give him a boost. I want to see who throws it farther: Patrick Mahomes or Kyler Murray. I feel like Kyler Murray. You think? A dude can sling the ball. I I agree. I mean, I don't know Kyler Murray and like Kyler Murray's ability to throw long, accurate on the run is incredible. Yeah, <laughs> I guess not really on the run, but Moving. out of an unnatural yeah throwing position. So right. it's incredible. I don't know. Um I, there was another really, really tough trivia question the other day someone asked me, and I got everyone right except for one. It was quarterbacks in the SEC that have either won so many games or thrown so many touchdowns. I can't remember. And I got pretty much everyone right except for one guy. Hmm. I'm trying to remember it. I might have to text Jonathan and ask. And it was someone like I would have never gotten, so no. yeah. Was it like old guys or like, it was since like nineteen ninety five I think, but it was a guy I wouldn't I would have never picked. Yeah. I think it might have been first overall picks, first overall picks quarterbacks from the SEC, from like since like nineteen ninety six. One of them's Pey- Marcus Russell. I think there's like seven. That's one of them. There's like seven since nineteen ninety six or nineteen ninety seven. Nineteen ninety six, and Peyton's one of them. Or nineteen ninety seven. What of one? Stafford of the first- one. Yeah, Stafford. There's seven. One of them, is Peyton. And then Jamarcus Russell. You got the those three. Ooh. God, I don't. I couldn't even. I couldn't even tell you. Um, I'm trying to remember all of them now. Um, one of them. Let's see. Thinking back now. I don't remember how I got all these guys. <laughs> I really had to think. I forgot. I was thinking Johnny Manziel was taking one overall, but he was like twenty something. Yeah, because uh, I was, was like, because I think we thought seven. I said Johnny Manziel because like nine, my sorry. first thought is like Tebow, AJ yeah. McCarron, but none of those nah, were. Nah, those weren't even. Shoot, who were they? Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. I'll still impress myself. The one I couldn't get though was Tim Tim Kraut Couch. Oh uh, okay, Kentucky. That was the one I didn't get. What are the others? There's seven of them? Oh, Jay Cutler. He wasn't first overall, was he? Was he? He might not have been. Let's see. Let's go NFL draft picks. NFL number one overall draft picks. This is going to make me mad because I had this the other day. That's crazy. I got it last month. It was last Monday, me and Jonathan. Or the Monday of the national championship game. Oh, Here we go. List of number one overall. So, I need to go to 19. So, since 1998, I guess. Then Tim Couch was the year after. <sighs> Eli Manning. Dang. Forgot about him. Jamarcus Russell, Matt Stafford, Cam Newton. I got him. Yeah. Dang it. How many is that? Keller was 11 overall, so it wasn't him. Who did I miss? So, maybe it was six total. Cam, Matt, Jamarcus, Eli. Peyton. Yeah, that's seven. Peyton and Couch. So I got everyone except Couch. Dang. That was tough. Yeah. I still can't believe Baker went everyone overall. That's so stupid. I mean, I'm happy for the guy. I love Bake, but... Whatever. Um, I don't even know where we're at in the show. I got so Jumbotron. distracted by my trivia question. Jumbotron. So... I don't. I feel like I didn't change anything up, but whatever. The basketball they, I can't remember who l- released it. Released their midseason All-Americans. So we felt this is the time to give you our best NCAA basketball players midseason. Who we think's performing the best? Um, first for me is Grant Williams. Uh, he was, you know, rated pretty highly coming into this year and has definitely answered the call. Um. And in fact, put himself in some draft boards in a, as a number or a uh, first round pick. Yeah. So he's definitely created a name for himself this year. I'll go um, Marcus Howard uh, for Marquette. He is uh, averaging 25.8 points per game, 4.4 assists per game. Scored 53 against Creighton the other night. Whew. So there's a lot of guys. As I started kind of doing this research, there's a ton of guys that have put up some impressive stats. Um, yeah. That you know they just play lower competition. Haven't really. Uh, Gafford, who we saw tonight, um, held him to only ten points. Is was 13 midseason All American. Okay. Um, my next guy is a guard, uh, Carson Edwards from Purdue. Another guy who's like rated pretty high coming in this year. He's not. He could probably do a lot better um and he's getting into conference play which is going to be tougher but up to this point he's put up some impressive stats um and you know been what he's needed to be for Purdue so yeah and I'm going to go Grant Williams as well crazy to me all these guys on this list were probably highly rated prospects yeah Grant Williams was number 191 yep was um, it you looking at someone the other day and you're oh no you were looking at a white dude at Georgetown we were like he's ranked pretty low yeah. We well,
1: yeah, should have like, gotten him.
0: He should be a wall. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> McClung. Dude, he had some I don't understand how he's rated that low. Blows my mind. Yeah. Um, my third one and pretty obvious choice is Zion Williamson. Uh again, a guy who's rated super high and has answered I feel like I feel like he's answered the call to yeah. everything he's supposed to live it up supposed to have lived up to be so far. Um, even in their loss the other night he had thirty five points. So just an yeah, he, him- he's a freak. And since you mentioned him, I'm not gonna go with him. I'm going to go with uh, Rui, Rui Hachimura. He was right there for me. So um, For Gonzaga, that. averaging 20.8 points per game, 6.1 rebounds per game. He was just a role player on that um, Gonzaga team that got beat by North Carolina in the national championship, um, which is pretty crazy to me. Didn't really have a big impact, and now he's, like, first team All-American. Yeah, and he another guy who's, like, lived up to the call was supposed to be it this year, and he has yep. been. Yeah. So he's, he's been impressive. Um can't believe John Zagas dropped two games. That's pretty insane. One, two, the Falls. I like it, yeah, boy. I like it a lot. Um, Stupidity is an epidemic. Ooh, ooh! I got a couple. That was not a fart, by the way. I'm struggling sure now. I always put my legs under here, and they get stuck. Um, Ugh. my first one is uh, Barstool Rocky Top. Oh, um, after the Florida game, all the players in sequence did the Gator Chomp, and then they. Did the tweet baby shark do 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 baby oh, shark? Oh yeah, that's bad. I'm just like that, that. For one, that doesn't make sense. No, because it's, it's a gator. A, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like you would do that against like Ole Miss. <laughs> okay, yeah, land sharks. I forgot. The, I always forget that they're like officially the land sharks. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a real right. So I was watching that QB one, and they're the ocean that Sam. Yeah, Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. Yeah. He's a. Uh, they're the oceanside land sharks. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm like, you Dude. know, you guys are on the ocean, right? Like, you could just be the sharks. You could, Land sharks. Oh, that's great. But yeah, that that was just horrible to me. I didn't think it was funny at all. No, yeah, it was, uh, that's pretty bad. Um, my next one is I need to, I can't remember the guard that went down for. Was it Trey Jones that went down for Duke? Yep. So they're talking about how him he went down at Syracuse, um, and someone was arguing, and they're like, Tennessee's still doesn't matter that he's down, Tennessee would have been, you know, even if he was still playing, um, still the best team in the nation. And they're like, just imagine if someone went down like Bone or Pons. I'm like, Well you don't even read stats, let alone watch games, because Pons is not an offensive player. So <laughs> we would lose nothing offensively if Pons went down. No. Nope. And their argument was Trey Jones just gives him so much offensively, which he's only averaging like eight points a game. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's his primary role, but that's all he's averaging, so that makes sense. I don't know what they're. I don't know what they're trying to argue. Does um, Duke have another player out right now? Cam Reddish. Okay, he was the one who hit the buzzer yeah. against Florida State that he was wide ass open. <laughs> I don't. I still. I've watched that video several times, and I don't know how he got that open. Yeah. Like I'm like, I don't understand what the guy that is defending him that gets screened. What he was defending exactly? So terrible job by Florida. That's Florida State. Cam Reddish. Florida State. You're my stupidity for that play. Yeah. Um, so I have another one, uh, John Grassy at Grassy Sport Guru. Um, anytime a name like that is just stupid, anyway. Um, but he said, calling it now, Gators upset Tennessee Vols, sixty-seven, oh. sixty-three. Um, however, they did not, that did not go through. Um, but they got Florida's score right. They did score sixty-seven points. Um, it was just a little shorter what Tennessee had. Um, and then he went on to. He is a Virginia fan and went on to argue with me that Virginia has a better resume than Tennessee. Which is definitely not true. Yeah. that's at all. They haven't played anybody, like anybody yet, right? They did play Virginia Tech tonight. Okay. Which was number nine in the country. What was the score of that game? They won by like 20-something. Oh, okay. Well, that's getting better then. Yeah. It's getting better. Yeah, but at, so. at, at this point... No, not a chance. N- no one can argue with me right now that their team is better than Tennessee. No, there's no one out there that's. No one's proven that they're better than. Now, if Michigan wants to say that they should be ranked higher, okay, I'll hear you out. But at the yeah. same time, you shouldn't have jumped us when you did. So I'm still right. going to argue that. Yep. So, like Absolutely. we beat number one and got jumped. Yep. that makes no sense. So I will still argue that. Don't care. A P, you're still in my stupidities and epidemic for doing something that stupid. Yep. So you got anything else? That's all I got. Guys, vols win, you win. Hope you all have had a good evening. Hope your Wednesday morning as you listen to this, whether it be on your commute to work, if you're working out right now, you can lift it. Whatever you're lifting, or running, or walking, you can do it. Believe in yourself because the vols because Admiral Schofield believes in you. Yeah. I feel like Schofield, Grant Williams, Juwan James is back. They believe in you he's back on the hill yeah former's in charge it's it feels like 98 it's all I good mean, you should be benching 225 30 times right now I mean 98 has never felt so oh it does feel like 98 it does it does I mean it always does but yeah it really does now exactly um that's all we got bringing the boat in and we out